From the DMZ to the NATO front, this is CRN. Hello, and welcome to the Kirshner Files. Hey everyone, Donald Lowry here, and I'm the marketing director for Contra Radio Network. You know what helps me sleep well? Physical gold. Gold IRAs help people diversify. The best gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals, with thousands of happy customers. Learn why Americans get gold IRAs. Get Augusta's free guide. Text CONTRA to 68592. That's C-O-N-T-R-A to 68592. Or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Well, hello, and welcome to the Kirshner Files. This is episode five, coming to you from the Augusta Precious Metals Studios. We got a lot to got a lot here. Uh, well, I, I don't know. I think it's a lot, but we'll see what happens. But here, all right, here's what we're gonna do. I have a have a couple preparedness topics uh, to to present today. Um, some of them are actually videos that popped up in my my Instagram feed uh, for for fun things to do, uh, different ways to grow potatoes, uh, homemade organic fertilizer. Uh, making your own cough syrup, and um, an interesting, I never even thought of this, I don't know why, but uh, one lady decided to freeze whole tomatoes, so I don't know, uh, I'm gonna, we're gonna get to those videos in a minute, um, we are mid-week of week 138 of the illegitimate fraudulently elected ding-dong, and uh, we have 418 days until the next election. And I've got some some things here. Um, there was an interesting article by Michael Snyder on the Economic Collapse blog. He basically likened, to, likened our current environment and trajectory to uh, Mad Max. Uh, so that was a good read. That article came out last week. Um, but if you have a moment, you might want to go to the Economic Collapse blog and go read that article. Um, I've been conversing with him uh, to have him come back on the show. Uh, he's got a new book coming out, so we'll be talking about that. And, um, you know, the current economic uh, environment, climate, whatever you want to call it. So um, I went on my uh, on my goose early season goose and teal hunt and got skunked it was specific to goose and teal those were the only birds we were allowed to shoot and those were the birds we didn't see so <laughs> we saw some wood duck we saw some mallard but the the odnr lottery that i won uh was specific to goose and teal so we had to let them go we saw a lot of tweety birds <laughs> we saw a lot of dove um, we heard a lot of frogs splashing around in the pond, but 
No goose, no teal, which was weird because they put us on a golf course. The ODNR lottery, what they did was they, the Ohio Department of Natural Resources, they contacted the uh, various state parks in the state and uh, asked them to see if they could identify locations within their state parks where they could open it up to hunting. And this particular, the, the Deer Creek State Park, is a pretty big park. Uh, it's got a it's got a dammed up river there, so it makes a, a good sized lake. And there were two hunting spots on the beach, the beach area of the lake. Um, and then there were five spots that they chose on the Deer Creek State Park golf course. And we were positioned in, um, well, there's no blind, but they called it blind five. And that put us right around a, a big kind of U-shaped uh, pond. And when I went out there to, to scope it out a few weeks ago, I saw the same mallards out there splashing around in the pond. Um, I saw a lot of uh, goose sign that they had been present uh, in this particular area. There were feathers and down all over the place. Um, but the early season opened on September 2nd here in Ohio, and my hunt was scheduled for September 7th. And what we think has happened is that these geese have never been pressured before, and, and teal had never been pressured before or hunted, and they lit out of there the minute they started getting shot at and they have gone someplace else and they weren't anywhere near the golf course I was talking to the guys that were in the other blinds uh around the golf course we you know we didn't hear any of them fire a shot either so something tells me that um the the geese most likely got just a hint of pressure and they and they took off so that's why they call it hunting and not finding, I guess. <laughs> uh, I've got another ODNR lottery for a different park on um, November 11th. And that one is going to be at Killdeer Plains um, State Park. So I'm, I'm in Unit 5 there as well. And if I'm looking at the map, uh, Unit 5 puts me pretty much in an, in an L-shaped location, pretty much in the middle of eight other uh, units that they've got there in that area. So I, I have no idea. It looks like farmland. Um, I don't see any, well, maybe there's water there. I don't, we'll see what happens. I'll make a trip out there and take a look and see what we've got and uh, in the coming in the coming weeks uh, I've got some time it's not till November um, so we'll see what happens there all right uh, next all right well my first one my my first article I guess uh, it's preparedness adjacent <laughs> let's call it that so it's a it's an article dealing with um, what the uh, the illegitimate fraudulently elected Ding Dong's administration is doing that is going to severely cripple 
the trucking industry and the supply chain in this country. And the article says that uh, the illegitimate ones administration finalized plans for a program that argues will further reduce air pollution from heavy duty engines and vehicles across the United States. But truckers argue the proposed standards would crush the supply chain and put the American food supply at risk. The new emission standards put forth by the EPA are significantly more stringent, cover a wide range of heavy-duty engine operating conditions compared to previous standards and are aimed at reducing emissions of nitrous, nitrogen oxides and other pollutants. The rule officially went into effect on March 27th of this year, but will be implemented for new trucks sold after 2027. Despite the positive spin by the current administration, truckers say the agency's standards will promote green energy at the, expense, at the expense of the economy and the country's food supply. More than 95% of trucking companies that make up the industry are small businesses operating about 10 or fewer trucks. JKC Trucking Vice President and Co-Owner Mike Kukarski told Fox News Digital. He believes that by complying with the EPA's clean energy mandates, many small trucking companies will be pushed out of the business, tightening trucking capacity nationwide and causing severe price inflation, worse than we have right now, which will be passed down to consumers. JKC Trucking is Chicago's largest specialty contract carrier for climate-controlled and dry freight load specializing in less-than-truckload LTL shipments, for customers with one box, one pallet, or half a truck to ship from the Midwest to California, Florida, and major cities west of the Mississippi River. The EPA estimates the technology required to meet the new rules standards will cost between $2,500 and $8,300 per vehicle, but the American Truck Dealers Association estimates it is more likely a $42,000 increase per truck. In total, the American Truck Dealers Association projects the associated cost of this new regulation on the country could reach $55 billion over the lifetime of the program. So it sounds like we're about to have another trucking crisis. All in the name of climate! <clears throat> I went to the grocery store today during my lunch break and... Uh, and my wife likes to give me little things to do to get me out of the house because I'm I work from home and uh, if I don't get out of the house um, you know I'm like a a, a a new puppy when she gets home I'm like hi what do you want to do we want to do something talk what do you want to talk about hey what you you, you want to go somewhere you want to you know so she gives me these little these little chores these little tasks for me to do um, so I don't <laughs> so I can interact with other adults right. So she sent me to the grocery store today and, and, you know, just milk, creamer, you know, eggs, whatever. And one of the items was bleach. So I went down that aisle and sure enough, I was met by a sign and a, a whole bunch of empty shelves. And it said, product stock notice due to a nation, national shortage of supply, we have limited quantities of bleach available for sale at this time. We are working diligently to source new products and expect to have more product available soon. We apologize for any inconvenience this may have caused our valued customers. So he's trying to kill the trucking industry with 
new EPA standards, which is going to increase your food bill, your energy bill, your water bill, all your bills are going to go up because of this, because of the impacts it's going to have on the trucking industry nationwide. And we still have not recovered from the last time they shut down the planet to try and get rid of one guy. I now can't get bleach. What's up with that? You guys, you know, I don't know if we have any more uh, holes in our belt to tighten them up anymore because this is getting out of control. The article goes on to say, a new clean diesel long-haul tractor tr tractor typically costs in the range of $180,000 to $200,000. A comparable battery electric tractor costs upwards of $480,000. That's a $300,000 upcharge, which is cost prohibitive for the overwhelmingly majority of overwhelming majority of motor carriers. This mandate is based on brand new technology, number one, and they're supporting green energy above the economy. I support green energy, but it's extremely frustrating because it's this new mandate that they are forcing. Truckers are nonstop overregulated. So I'm going to reach out to Trucker Steve and uh, see what he's got to say about this. So maybe I'll have an update on this front uh, next week in episode six. All right, moving on. As most of you know, the Second Amendment is constantly under attack. And it's these are just the latest things to happen with, you know, and I imagine if you're watching this show or you're tuning in to the lightning round on the weekends, I'm going to have to assume you're a proponent and an advocate for the Second Amendment. Uh, the First Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, all of the amendments, actually. Um, but this one comes to us because a January 6th protester was arrested. This happened last week. And the FBI reached out to the owners, to, they reached out to the gun safe manufacturer, Liberty Safe. And Liberty Safe voluntarily gave the FBI the code to get into the gun safe. And the bar that, and the threshold that they set for their company to give that information out was merely a warrant being issued by law enforcement, whether it's the FBI or state and local police. If they had a warrant, Liberty Safe was giving them the, the combination to your safe. Well, one is, my, my first thought is, why would Liberty Safe even have that information unless they have, unless it was a digital keypad of some kind and they have an override code? That's problem number one. Problem number two is if it wasn't a digital keypad and it was just a regular old end of the combination, you know, 45, 27, 18, and you left, right, left, you know, and you re and a customer is supposed to reset that when they get it. I don't, I don't understand how Liberty Safe would have this information, but the fact that they gave it to the FBI with such a low bar is inconceivable to me. You would think that the only way that they would give up that information is by a court order from a judge. Now, maybe the FBI, you know, Liberty Safe should have told the FBI, go back to the judge 
and get a court order because we're not giving it to you without a court order. Having a warrant is not a very high bar. That is, I cannot believe that Liberty Safe did that. Now there's calls for people to basically give Liberty Safe the Bud Light treatment. People are going to, people have stopped buying Liberty Safe. There's all kinds of, I don't want to call them protests, but there's a lot of, a lot of noise, white noise, rackets on, um, in the news, social media, etc. So, um, I, I can't believe that that the the low bar of a warrant was all it took for somebody to to basically rescind your Second Amendment rights. Um, and then the it, it going hand in hand with the Second Amendment being under attack, the governor in New Mexico, because there were uh, three children had been caught in a crossfire, I guess. The governor of New Mexico, Michelle Lujan Grisham's, uh, Grisham, issued an emergency public health order last Friday, and she suspended the right to carry guns in public across Albuquerque and in surrounding Bernalillo, Bernalillo, I don't know how to pronounce it, if it's Spanish, it's a L. I don't know, county for at least 30 days following the shooting deaths of three children in the area. Law enforcement officials expressed concerns that the governor's order violated Second Amendment rights. The governor acknowledged the ban may face legal challenges and addressed those concerns during a press conference. Oh, it gets better. After a reporter questioned whether Grisham was holding her oath to the Constitution, she argued no constitutional rights are fixed, including her oath. She is quoted as saying, No constitutional right, in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute, she retorted. Grisham cited restrictions on free speech as an example of how rights can be curtailed in emergency situations. Commentators across X, formerly known as Twitter, angrily responded to the governor's statement with some calling for her impeachment. At risk of stating what should be obvious, deliberately violating the Constitution is next level illegal. How soon can this person be removed from office? That was a, a tweet put out by the owner of X, Elon Musk. The governor of New Mexico is using a public health order to suspend a right guaranteed by the U.S. Constitution. Yes, a public health order. Ron DeSantis, Press Secretary Jeremy Redfern reacted. Did you think the left was going to stop at just forcing you to wear a mask? I, if you're in New Mexico, I think you guys ought to be looking to, I don't know what the correct political term is, but um, basically have a referendum to remove her from office. Because that is 100% illegal, what she did. And if anybody's enforcing it, they are in violation of the law and the U.S. Constitution. Your Second Amendment rights are under attack, folks. And this shouldn't come as a shock or news to you, but the fact that Liberty Safe has given away your access codes and we have a governor issuing a public health order uh, as the low bar keeps getting lower for anything that they're attempting to do that's going to remove your rights from you. And it's, it's shocking and it's appalling and I just... Oh. Moving on. Oh, um, so 
let's get into some let's get into some of the videos um, but the the first video I want to show you is the illegitimate one you can't when you watch the video or you hear the video and maybe you're, you can't see it but he's reading a, a prepared speech this isn't him you know going off the reservation when he's trying to read a teleprompter his head is down he's reading prepared remarks take a listen to what he says i want to reiterate that appreciation today i also convened my entire cabinet as part of a whole of government response and that response is to increase the number and intensity of the extreme weather events and be wary we're going to be use all the resources available to the government to do it what in the world is he talking about more extreme weather it's like they're manipulating the weather and they're using it against us uh all as a backdrop i presume to climate change look see how bad the weather is look at all of that flooding look at all that rain look at all those wildfires look at all of that x y and z that's all because of climate change that's what they're trying to tell you so my point is not only is he trying to destroy the trucking industry and the and the supply chain we already have signs in my local grocery store telling me that their stuff is out of stock and they can't get it and they're gonna have to just give us something else now they're telling us watch out for the extreme weather and they're telling us we're coming after your second amendment all of this is preparedness related or preparedness adjacent but it's shocking to me that the sitting president of the United States is wantingly trying to destroy this country with all of this climate change stuff, this green energy stuff. Now they're, now they're going to come after us with the weather. They can't kill us by ending our food supply because we all know how to grow our own food. Now they're going to come after us with extreme weather, tornadoes, hurricanes, earthquakes, fires, mudslides, uh, floods, heavy rain, you know, take your pick. It's coming to a neighborhood near you, apparently. Ugh, next. Hi everyone, Donald Lowry here, and I'm the marketing director for Contra Radio Network. You know what helps me sleep well? Physical gold. Gold IRAs help people diversify. The best gold IRA company is Augusta Precious Metals with thousands of happy customers. Learn why Americans get gold IRAs. Get Augusta's free guide. Text CONTRA to 68592. That's C-O-N-T-R-A to 68592. Or go to AugustaPreciousMetals.com. That's AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Have you or someone you know ever had a hard drive crash? Or maybe your cell phone or tablet died? taking all of your pictures with it. You've thought about backing up your data, but all of the plans out there cost too much money for just a little bit of storage space. Well, now there's a solution. Got backup? That's right, Got Backup will allow you to back up unlimited devices, up to six terabytes of data for only $9.97 a month. And that's not all. You can earn commissions by referring friends and family too. Got Backup is the only data storage center that allows you to earn income on your referrals. Check out Got Backup now. Log on to john-jeffers.com. That's john-jeffers.com. Log on now. All right, well, that's the idiot-in-chief and, uh, and some commercials there. But 
Um, let's move into some of the other videos. So I've got one here for uh, a cough syrup recipe and uh, I, I thought it was interesting. And so I went to my book and I was like, okay, where did I cover anything dealing with cough syrups or cough remedies, so to speak? And there was actually, there's a bunch of stuff in my book, uh, Home Remedies, Poultices, Salves, and Tinctures, that is uh, geared toward cold and flu season. Um, and then there were, I found three specific recipes dealing with cough or coughing. The first one was uh, a recipe for cough drops. That was on page 35. Uh, then I had an Amish cough syrup on page uh, 64, and then I had a children's cough syrup on page 81. And um, every single one of them, I believe, called for uh, honey, and um, and the two cough syrups called for onions. So, hey, we're pretty close to the mark on that. So. Uh, here's here's this guy's video for his recipe. Do you know what happens if you pour honey over onions? Chances are your grandparents knew very well. They might have even made this remedy as it was common knowledge 70 years ago. The honey will begin to ferment and extract the onion's anti-inflammatory substances. Onions also contain allicin, a powerful natural antibiotic that is effective against throat and lung infections. Leave the jar on your kitchen counter. In about 12 hours, your medicinal syrup will be ready. You should make it at the first sign of a cold or flu, or if you're dealing with a stubborn cough. I'm sure you'll have no trouble getting a hold of the two ingredients. Take it by the teaspoon until symptoms subside. Pretty simple. You just chop up a bunch of onion, put it in a mason jar, cover it with honey. Works. Never discount nature. It works. All right, and then the next one that I have is uh, for a guy who's doing um, potato gardening. And... I don't know. I, I went and bought potato bags and uh, they were on back order, so they didn't get here in time. So I'm looking forward to growing more potatoes next year. Uh, I just don't want to, I don't want to give up any of my, my garden plot space to the potato plants because uh, they do get kind of big. Uh, and this guy's got an interesting take on it. So uh, let's take a look at that. Here's the world's easiest way to grow potatoes. Last year I grew more than 300 pounds of potatoes using this method and it couldn't be simpler. All you gotta do is take your potato, take one that's sprouting like this if you can, put a whole bunch of hay on the ground, dig a hole in the hay, put the potato down, and cover it up. Water it in good and you're gonna get a big potato plant and a huge yield of potatoes. Now when it comes time to harvest, all you gotta do is move the plant aside, Spread the hay and you're going to find a whole mess of potatoes. I put this hay down a couple weeks ago and watered it really well so it can start breaking down and releasing those nutrients into the soil. Even if you're starting with fresh hay, all you got to do is move the hay aside until you get to the dirt. Place your potato on the dirt. That's all. No digging. And cover that sucker up. Use a lot of hay. You want it to be like six inches deep. Water it really good the first time, then it'll be good for weeks. Now the reason why this works is because the straw insulates the ground so well and keeps it moist so the potato can keep growing. But this even works in poor soil because hay is full of nutrients and the microbes in the soil start breaking down the hay, decomposing it so it makes a natural compost right on top of your potato plant. Pretty simple. It, 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 in the video, it looked like he had maybe tilled up some of the of the soil underneath where he put the straw um but then you just take the potato he used uh, it was maybe 
half the size of a grown man's fist. Um, and it was sprouting and he put it right on the dirt, covered it with straw, water, 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 and just kept on, you know, keep it moist, um, keep it watered throughout the season and your potato plants grow. I just thought it was really a, a, a unique and interesting way to grow potatoes. So, um, okay, let's go to the next one. Um, this one's a, a, a homemade uh, organic fertilizer. And uh, well, let's just watch the video and then I'll talk to you about it. When buying fertilizer, don't get this. Or in other words, bags that look like this, or even worse, miracle Grow. In front of me are four organic fertilizers, unlike the synthetic fertilizers I just mentioned, and they are kelp meal, bone meal, azomite, and green sand. All right, starting with kelp meal. It is a super good source of potash, or alkaline potassium, contains super active soil and seed inoculants, and has five strains of beneficial soil microbes. Bone meal is an excellent source of calcium and phosphorus. Azomite helps remineralize nutrient-depleted soil. It's a natural and non-toxic fertilizer, which improves root growth, crop yield, and quality. And lastly, green sand provides iron, potassium, magnesium to the plants and to the soil, helps loosen clay soil, bind sandy soil, and increases water holding capacity. Just remember, the difference of why we use organic fertilizers instead of these synthetic ones is because it focuses on the health of the soil and not just feeding the plants. And in the end, healthy soil means healthy plants and healthy food for us. All right. It seems pretty simple. It's four ingredients. It's bone meal. It's kelp meal. It's azomite. And, um, and the fourth one was uh, green sand. And I thought, well, that was interesting. You know, and, and I had only seen uh, bone meal over my lifetime, I was never looking for the other ingredients. Um, so I decided to go online and, and do some uh, searching on the World Wide Web. And uh, what I found was that uh, you can get all four ingredients at Walmart. And the bone meal was $10 for uh, a four pound bag. The kelp meal was $14 for a two pound bag. The azomite was $20 for a five pound bag, and the green sand was also $20 for a five pound bag. Now, in the video, it didn't show, he didn't tell you the proportions. He just told you what the benefits were uh, for each of the four ingredients and what they would be used for. Uh, I went back into the, the original file that I had sent to myself from Instagram, and what he recommends is uh, in a five gallon bucket, you need to uh, put in 18 cups of azomite, eight cups of kelp meal, 10 cups of bone meal, and 12 cups of green sand. So there you have it. I just thought that was interesting. So, and I'm having fun with the videos. Um, they're, I think because of the various algorithms and the things that I've liked online, uh, I'm getting a lot more, um, DIY, homesteading, self-sufficiency, uh, gardening, kind of grow your own type of stuff. So um, it's rewarding. Uh, I'm a great proponent of visual learning. So if I find a video that is um, that I think is noteworthy, you know, I'll I'll use my newfound Instagram downloader and I'll insert the videos in the show, as opposed to me always just reading an article or you know, talking about somebody's list of, you know, 10 things of XYZ. And so I thought this would be a nice change of pace to show a few videos. Um, so that's potatoes, it's fertilizer, 
That's to, uh, the next one. We did the cough syrup. And the, the last one here is dealing with tomatoes. And I thought this was very interesting. Um, I would not have thought to have done this, but it seems plausible. It seems to make sense. So here's a video about tomatoes. Did you know you can freeze tomatoes whole and they will last up to a year in the freezer in an airtight bag? This is such an easy method to preserve and save your summer tomato harvest. I love to do it this way. You flash freeze them, freeze them flat and to defrost, you put them in warm water and you can peel the skin right off and add them to soups and stews. All right, well, I mean, the video is the video. She took these whole uh, tomatoes and just flash froze them and then just bagged them up and they were ready for use um, the next season or, you know, in the middle of the winter or whatever. It's a different way to store produce, I guess, as opposed to um, having a root cellar or, uh, you know, because a lot of people don't have a root cellar, they're, they're forced to either, I guess, freeze them or uh, you can go and, and, and go ahead and make your soups and your sauces and, and things like that. So uh, it's, it's a, I just thought it was unique and maybe you guys might, might appreciate that. So, um, so that's it for the show. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, oh, there's one more thing. Um, my daughters uh, both requested the, I, I have this fresh corn salad uh, recipe. And they love it, and it's it's simple and easy to make. It's it's corn, red onion, cucumber, and tomato with apple cider vinegar, olive oil, and then uh, right before you serve it, you're gonna cut little chiffonade ribbons out of basil, and then you just put the basil in there. And it's it's best when it's served cold, but you can serve it warm. Uh, I'm telling you about this because. When I went to give them the recipe, I realized that I had taken several things for granted uh, because I knew how to make it. Um, and so what I had to add in there was the basically to tell them that they needed to remove the seeds from the tomatoes they, and they needed to remove the seeds from the cucumbers. So I, I added those uh, pieces of information in there and specifically how I go about doing it. And I added it to my... Uh, to my website under uh, under the recipes menu, there's a sub menu there called Random Yummies, and so I added my fresh corn salad recipe to the Random Yummies page, and you can download it. There's a little download button there. You can download the PDF, and and you guys can try your hand at it. We think it's absolutely delicious. Um, I typically double everything in that recipe because my family loves it so much that they want leftovers they want the extras so they can they literally just walk through the kitchen open up the fridge and they take out you know a little bowl full we have these you know little porcelain bowls and they just they, they top them off and and that's their that's their snack uh we don't keep cookies and sweets and chocolates and things like that in the house so um and they love it so hopefully you guys go get it and and you guys will love it too all right, uh, that's it. That's it for episode five of the Kirshner Files. Uh, we'll be back on the weekend for uh, episode 144 of the lightning round. And um, I'm, once again, I feel like a broken record. There's no shortage of topics to cover in the lightning round. So 
we'll see what the idiot in chief has done this week, and and we'll go from there. Um, ugh, that guy's a mess. All right, be good, stay safe, keep your head on a swivel. I'm out. Happy Hunger Games, and may the odds be ever in your favor.